Welcome back, everyone, to the Risk Intel Podcast, powered by SRA Watchtower, where we share risk intelligence with experts from across the banking industry. I'm your host, Ed Vincent, CEO at SRA Watchtower. Hello, welcome to the Risk Intel Podcast. Please join me in welcoming Beth Nellis to the podcast today. Presently, Beth leads risk and control self-assessment implementations at SRA and has served as a subject matter expert in the development of SRA's new RCSA module. Prior to joining SRA, Beth worked at a range of financial institutions from de novo to top five banks in in various operational areas and risk-related roles. And she brings deep knowledge of the RCSA space to today's conversation. Beth, welcome. Ben, glad to be here. Excited to to dig into uh, this topic of risk and control self-assessments with you. And and I think our first line of discussion here is going to be around putting RCSAs into practice and and in particular, uh, what that means for first and second line activities. So let's let's jump into that uh, from from the get-go here. Um, Let's start by by talking about strategies and, and techniques to achieve buy-in from, from the, those first-line participants when you're implementing or, or evolving an, an RCSA program. Do you have any thoughts or, or recommendations or, or experience in, in getting that buy-in from the first line? I do. Um, every institution is different, obviously, and depending on your size and how many people you've got in there, it can be difficult to get people's attention on this. So I think the best thing to do is you can do it a couple different ways. You can start with questionnaires to your business units and get a get a basis for how you want to tackle developing your RCSA structure. You can start with that and end with that and then have the risk office do it. That's probably not the best practice because you really want the buy-in from the first line. So I found that getting the people that know the processes in a room and talking through it and saying, you guys do it day to day, you already have processes in place. Let's explore why you've got the processes there, how they mitigate risk, what risks are we really looking to mitigate and that sort of thing. I think you get much more informed um, information that a much more informed that way and you get buy-in you get to explain why you're doing it as you go along i think i guess that, that that's the key there right is if if folks understand the why behind uh behind what's going on then you then you're at a point where you um you have a far greater likelihood that they will engage and and, and appreciate what you're what you're doing and um and the impact of it yeah early on in my career i remember somebody telling me I needed to come up with something about risk. And I was like, that's a bother. Who wants to do that? But when you really understand that this can lead to um, better performance of your institution, mitigating those risks and avoiding losses, and you start to explain it, I think everybody gets it. Is in, in that situation where you're, you're, you're bringing folks into a room, um, do you feel like, you have to, um, you know, is it open-ended? Is, is it a blank sheet of paper? Or are you coming in with a, a script or an approach um, that, that you want to to walk them through during that, that type of a session? You really want to have something that you're leading towards. So you have to often explain that what you're looking for are 
tell me what you do in your world or what you think is exposed for financial loss, reputational effect. You, you know, what do you do that if it fails, you have a problem and you need to often explain that perspective and tease out those things because there's a lot of processes in a, in a financial institution that maybe aren't there for those specific things. They're there for other reasons. And that might not be what you want to focus on initially. Okay. So you've, you've, um, we jumped right into, you know, putting, putting this into practice, but maybe, maybe, maybe we should take half a step back for a second and, and, and look at the, the different responsibilities between the first line and the second line in the, in the RCSA process. So can you, Perhaps give us that that slightly wider wider view of of the first line versus second line responsibilities. Sure. So I sort of think of of first line. I mean, if you look up the definition, it's going to say it's the business unit, right? It's the the group that's doing something. I think of them as the doers and the seers. So so you've got you've got your first line who's out there day to day managing your customers, um, doing all the processes. That's your first line, right? They need to have an idea of where risk is, and they need to have um, some controls in place. Second line is that management level, that that risk office, that senior management level, where policies are determined, and policies are pushed down into those um, first lines. And then there's oversight and review uh, that can be done. And often it's it's delegated to some senior member of first line, but it is definitely the responsibility of that that middle level to do that. And then when you get to your third line, you've got board of directors and audit. So it just kind of, you start up here and then it just kind of risk filters down or risk management, I should say. Right. So putting that in the context of, 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 the, of the RCSA process, um, you need to take us through then, right, the, the, the you know, the RCSA journey as it relates to the first and the second line? Yeah, the reason that you need, you can't do it in a silo. You can't have your second line doing it all because they aren't doing the day-to-day processes. They may not, they might have blinders up when it comes to a risk because they can't see that this process is impacting it. You need to get your first line involved. You need to understand their day-to-day processes and why they do what they do uh, so that you can build a really strong uh, risk management solution. If you try to do it in this risk in the risk office independently without input, you're going to miss some big things. Right. You're not going to you're not going to have the 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 understanding of of day to day what's actually going on. You're, you'll, yeah. You'll and, and when and when you're starting this process, if you're fairly new to putting this together in a formalized way, then you're going to need to have it's a it's a it is a journey. It is a process. You start with some real basics and then you build on it. But if you've got something that you're doing like on paper um, and you're trying to, to get it all set up in a way that is consistent and uh, across your organization, then you still need to involve that first line um, just to make sure everybody's on the same page, talking the same language. It, it really is a risk culture that you wanna, a risk management culture that you wanna develop in your organization. You mentioned there being being a journey. Does that then also imply it's it it should be an iterative process that you're oh, going to go through this and 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 learn and then refine and 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 then right revise? 
Absolutely. I, if you try to tackle this in one fell swoop, honestly, it is like trying to to ingest an elephant. And and how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So <laughs> you really have to start with the basics. Start with the high level. Hey team, tell me your top five risks. Tell me the things that keep you up at night. Um, start there, and then you every time you look at it, you drill down a little deeper. You make it a little broader. Um, and and eventually you're going to have a, a robust risk management process in place. All right. I think the, the last question I have on on this topic is is um, perhaps to talk about some examples of of where um, an RCSA process could break down or fail, and what you do to what you do to mitigate that. So the worst thing you can do, well, maybe not the worst thing, maybe the worst thing is go in and and identify all your risks and identify all your controls and then you don't monitor them or and you don't know if something's still being done um two years ago you talked to this guy and he said he was doing this and i don't know when it stopped so you really have to um stay in touch it needs to be real time it needs to live and breathe as changes and processes and products are developed uh, you need to ensure that it's being pulled into your risk management, into your RCSA. Um, and, and that can be challenging to do because things happen fast a lot. But that is that is a, one of the worst things you can do is not update and refresh. All right, lots of great, great, um, great uh, perspective and intel here, Beth, from, from getting those process owners in the room um, from the get-go and really drilling down to the level of detail, helping them understand the why uh, behind uh, behind why you're putting you know this RCSA program in place, um, getting the um, um, explaining right what you said, bringing the doers and the seers into into, into the mix. I thought that was a, a, a great line. Um, you know the idea that this is iterative and that that you right as you, as you said, you know the you know, this is living and breathing. Um, and the business evolves and you have to, as you go through, as the business evolves, you have to go through and, and, re and refine uh, the RCSAs. And then, and then, and then lastly, this idea of, um, of monitoring and, and not leaving, it's not a set it and forget it. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I think that your, your other, your other nugget there of uh, eating that elephant one bite at a time and, and, and making sure that, right. You, you don't try and and uh, and get through it all at once, but you take it one step at a time and then you just continue to improve over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all about all about the the view of it and how you build it as you go. So great. Well, thank you, Beth. We appreciate those insights around the first and second line activities as it pertains to RCSAs. And look forward to having you back for a, a subsequent conversation around the impact of risk and control self-assessments on bank operations. Thanks, Thanks again. For, thanks for having me. For more information on SRA, please visit srarisk.com. Watch or listen to our weekly Risk Intel podcast series or follow us on LinkedIn to learn more.